Good morning, it is 1032 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The voicemail phone number 317-684-8444. We like hearing from you with your questions, comments, and smart remarks. And we've got... A bunch of them today. Yes. All right. So we have been telling you fabulous listeners for months and months and months, do not listen to the polling, do not look at the polling, do not care about the polling, unless it's just something fun for you to do. It's like betting on sports, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you have money to lose and you get enjoyment out of it, great. If you're planning on earning your living off of it, then you're making an egregious mistake because we told you what was going to happen. Polling, and it happens almost every single election, is about the media manipulating people into a way of thinking. It is manipulating voter behavior until the three or four weeks out and then the polling always starts to close and what do you know it's exactly what happened once again so you can either believe that just every single year people are super liberal until october and then become super conservative or believe what we're telling you person called about uh, about polling hey rob hi casey this is alex from greensburg i'm stuck in traffic here in downtown it is terrible but i want to talk about the polling you guys were just discussing this morning all right so we know polls are not reliable up until three to four weeks out uh, until election but do you guys think that polls will push it and push it and get less reliable and just straight out start lying just like the media does do you think there's anything that will hold these pollsters to be accountable. Um, the news is using, you know, fake tactics all the time. Do you think polling becomes one of those things? Just curious. I love your show. Listen every day. Thanks, guys. That's a good question from Alex. Yeah, so I think here's what goes on with polling again. And I, Real Clear Politics is a great website to look at, and they've got it up now where you can see how they estimate the oversampling of polling because that's a big part of it and why polls are so often wrong is they will oversample it's like if you do a poll and seven of your 10 people you poll are democrat but the district or the state is not seven and ten people being democrat then you're oversampling democrats in the poll Mm -hmm. and so you have that going on, which is intentional, which is why the polls start tightening as we get closer to Election Day. They start doing the sampling better, I think. Number two is, and I've said this about Georgia, and this is the exact thing I said about uh, Donald Trump in 2016. I remember in 2016, I, w- I was asked by Indy Star to do a live uh, event for the first debate between Trump and Hillary. And there were all these establishment wizards of smart in the room and all these people, elected people, whatever. And then there was me. And, of course, I was like the cousin Eddie of the event. And <laughs> after after the event, you know, they had us do interviews and stuff. And all these people, oh, my gosh, you know, Republicans and Democrats are like, Hillary won. She was the clear winner. It wasn't even close. Trump might as well just take his name off the ballot. And I said, you people are so stupid. I said, you have no idea what he was doing up there. He was talking to people in about three states, mm-hmm. Michigan, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and probably parts of Ohio. Mm-hmm. I said to the people in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and probably parts of Ohio, he kicked the crap at Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Trump defender. What a moron. Who won? Yeah. 
Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because those voters are hard to find. They don't show up in normal polling. It's the same thing that's happening, going to happen with Herschel Walker in Georgia. There's a whole bunch of dudes between the ages of about 40 and 65 who may not even normally vote in a midterm election who are going to roll in there for the poll to support Herschel Walker because they love themselves some Georgia football. Okay, there's also lots of margin of error with these polls. And... The pollsters are asking people and relying on them to be honest. And many people won't tell the pollsters You're right. how they really feel. You're right. And and so there are a bevy of things that go into this. I think it's very hard to get polling within one or two points, period, even if you're being utmost on the level about how you're 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 doing it. I think it's very hard to do that because of the things that we're talking about, especially in the modern era. But the polling is, for the most part, voter manipulation in June, July, August, even into September. Now, she asked about the legitimacy of them. Are are they intentionally swaying things? No, I don't think they are. I mean, they're making money, but they're depending on people answering honestly they try to get it right at the end because the poll at the end is what they use in the future when they say you should use us to do your polling right all right a couple calls today about trump and desantis and you know this Mm. is one of the things our listeners love to really get passionate about is Mm -hmm. who should be the face of the republican party going forward we have said clearly it's ron desantis there are obviously a lot of people who still feel very strongly about trump here we go played a gentleman yesterday that was a big trump supporter he loved Trump. He said Trump fought for him. And that's great. I was a Trump supporter. I love Trump. But you guys are 100% correct. It has to be Ron DeSantis this time. For many of the same things you guys keep saying, his ideals, his policies, some of his ideals and policies are better than Trump's. He's proven he'll fight for the people. He'll go up against big corporations like Disney. Mm-hmm. And one for me is he's 44, he's young, and I've been saying we need somebody young in the White House for years. As far as Trump, the so-called drama or baggage, there's two things for me. One, he hasn't learned anything from his first time in the White House. He still does the same thing. Two, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, if he wins the White House again for some chance— it's going to be just like last time. He won't be able to, be able to get as much done as he should because he will be in a continual battle against the people from both sides that want to take him down. It hasn't even stopped since he's been out of office. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Love the show. Keep up the good work. There is the, – the reality of Trump is he is incapable of – of coalition building at this point, either as a candidate or certainly as a governance, a system of governance, if he gets in there. That's the reality of it, right? Like, the stuff Trump does does not offend me, clearly. But I'm also not the person (laughs) who you have to win their vote. Mm -hmm. The reality is that there are a huge group of people whose vote counts the same as yours and mine who believe a president should look, act, and behave Mm -hmm. in a certain manner. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump will not do that. He's not going to do it. He's not going to change. It's like 
letting a man or woman back in your life who keeps cheating on you and every time going, well, this time it'll be different. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. They Mm -hmm. are what they are. And Donald Trump was capable one time, one time of coalition building a group of people in blue states who were disenfranchised by Obama's policies and hated Hillary Clinton. That's the reality of Donald Trump. The many, many people, the people who put Trump over the top did not vote for Donald Trump. They voted against Hillary Clinton and against the policy of Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. And Trump gave them the opportunity. He spoke to those people. He was smart enough to speak to those people. I saw it when no one else did. That's why, you know, I think about this radio station at the time, the people who were on air at the time. None of those people were giving Trump a snowball's chance in you know what. Mm -hmm. And I was on this station as a guest saying that, and I was basically the only person. Trump can't do that again. Like, he's just, he's not capable of it. And if by some miracle he wins, he can't govern. We've read that book already. Absolutely. Okay, now you had mentioned we want somebody who looks, acts, and behaves presidential. And that's what did it for me. And I've told you many times, it was May of 2020, so this is six weeks into the pandemic, and I was sitting in Tallahassee, and I looked up at the TV, and Ron DeSantis was giving a speech, and I didn't even have the audio on. The audio was down on the TV, and I just looked up and said, that's the next president. He is going to run for president because he just looked and acted and behaved, and now we've learned all of the things that he's done that he can successfully run on. Yes. He, he's not just going to run on, I'm not the other guy. He actually has accomplishments that he can run on. Casey is the sort of person, and I, I'm not just saying this because you're my radio partner, but you are the sort of person that everyone should be forced to be in a focus group with because you're not ideologically driven to the point where the ideology is all that matters. I'm not blinded by it. Right, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. And yeah. and we need more of that in our focus groups because you are a mother, you are a, you are a a working professional person and you are a person who can listen to arguments and separate them from the person making the argument and come to different sets of conclusions. Me, I'm a lost cause. You don't have to appeal to me, right? Like, like I, there's just no, you know, there's no, my vote is going to be won or lost based on what you, based long before, you know, I'm a lost cause. Why don't we just why don't we just leave it at that? That's our takeaway for today. Rob Kendall's a lost cause. That's a really good hot take you have there, Rob. Uh, well, oh. you mentioned it the other day. Uh, you think that Ron DeSantis will be the Republican candidate, and I agree with that. And I I was saving it for a night with WIBC on who I believe the Democrat candidate will be. If it's not Joe Biden, if he decides not to run, I think it's going to be that guy who lives in Traverse City, Michigan now. Yes. Um, all right, one more call about Trump and DeSantis. Hey, Robbie Casey. Uh, in my career, I've had experiences, I almost said the honor, but it wasn't, uh, getting invited to political events where um, sponsor a table, 25000 50000 100000 You don't want to sponsor a table to be in a room with a bunch of politicians blowing smoke up your ear. Then you can do a thousand dollars a plate, and then you can pay an extra thousand dollars to get a photograph. Mm-hmm. The money that is pumped into these political parties by people that have agendas 
is ridiculous. Because if you're going to pay $50,000, $100,000 to sponsor a table, dress up in a tux to hear some blowhard repeat the same talking points over and over and over, who have done absolutely nothing to further the advancement of the American citizen, the American worker, the middle class, small business, is ridiculous. It's all about money. That's it. It's all about money. And then Greg Pence, I saw a sign that said, Greg Pence, ready to serve again. Serve who? Hmm. Himself? This guy has done nothing. He got elected on name recognition only because his brother was governor and vice president, who right now probably can win a straw poll with Jeffrey Dahmer. So I don't understand why the system is the way it is. The system is broke. We need a real third party. We need someone to disrupt the third party or the two parties, excuse me. He's talking about the rubber chicken dinners. Yes, uh, that was not exactly the clip I wanted, but that's fine. That'll work. He's 100% correct. He's absolutely 100% correct. And this is why we talk about the things that we talk about every single day. And I think every year it resonates more and more with people. And why I'm such a huge proponent of Jeff Moore and the Secretary of State race. Because his race, look, if you want to kneel at the altar out of fear because you're worried about Schumer having the Senate and vote for Todd Young, I can't stop you. But there, that is no excuse in the Secretary of State's race because there's nothing, whatever your wildest fear is, that Destiny Wells gets to be Secretary of State if Jeff Moore gets 20% of the vote. She can't do anything because she's not a lawmaker. Her job is to enact the laws of the legislature. Mm-hmm. If Jeff Moore gets 10%, exactly what this guy is talking about, and the Libertarians get the primary ballot access, you will start to see a bevy of ballots being filled out with Libertarians. You will see millions of dollars in the same free publicity that the Republicans and Democrats get every year, and you will start seeing a viable third party that will, at the very least, even if they don't win, they will hopefully scare the Republicans enough that they will start behaving like Like. Republicans and conservatives. But it only happens if Jeff Moore gets the 10%. This guy uh, I'm glad Kevin skipped over because I wanted to get that one anyway. And and that's a, it's a perfect phone. It was a perfect phone call. Guy's 100% right. All right. We've got uh, Hammer joining us next on 93 WIBC. Good morning.